So, despite my deranged ramblings, quote-unquote deranged, there's always in the day-to-day life, you know, moments of, many moments of just doing the conventional thing, doing the right steps, right? So today was spent firing off all sorts of resumes <laughs> and cover letters. And it's kind of like, I've been here before. I know what this can often result in. You know, your resume, if it doesn't have the certain keywords, if your cover letter doesn't have certain keywords, they get flushed out. They get put in another, you know, they get put in the, the digital dustbin, so to speak. So I'm making sure to carefully um, tailor the cover letters to what I'm applying for. Now, the good thing is, these were all of these things that I was applying for in the general kind of like, I don't know, social services and like public health kind of um, thing. There wasn't much for me to to just like copy and paste the cover letter, change out some things, reword some other shit and then fire it off. But I remember the whole time sitting there thinking about the quote-unquote illusion of productivity. I think I've touched on this in the Ratscast. But in case for those of you who just tuned in, I don't know what I'm talking about. The illusion of productivity. You go somewhere, you type up a bunch of stuff, you type up your millions of job resumes, and job resumes. You type up your, your resumes, your cover letters, so on and so forth. You call, or sorry, you email, and then that's the end. And that's, I guess, how the world ran for however long, pre-like 2000 or you know, whenever the internet really became a thing, 2000 to 2005. So pre that, pre those years, that's how people, you know, found jobs. And then they would find a job, and then they would rise the ranks so to speak all of that still happens but it's becoming increasingly less so from different people that I engage with a lot of things because a lot of things are contract they're only hiring you for a specific thing and it's also partially timing so if you don't if your contract ends around the time that someone else isn't posted up you're out of luck but luckily I was able to try and I tell you lately yeah, I took my best shot. You know? I took my best shot at doing what I just said when I left my contract. It didn't pan out that way, but whatever. Life goes on. So, so now it's like, okay, I already know that this blanket resume, like you know, blanket resume shooting with a confetti gun that's full of, of resumes and cover letters. It's like. I already know the results that I'm going to get. It's, it might even be a subconscious thing to myself. Like, okay, I'm going to do it the conventional way. It won't work. It may work. Actually, I shouldn't say that because that focus group thing, <laughs> I, got that off of, um, I got that off of Indeed, so I can't totally knock it. And it might, if I get that, that'll be, that'll be a great um, gig, great job. So, but you know, this this... This method of getting people employed conventionally, you know, jazzing up the cover letter with keywords. And interestingly, everybody 
who's writing the cover letter knows this, right? They all know that this is the tactic. So how are they really <laughs> weeding out these people? I guess it just comes down to like, okay, I like that, you know, interview some people. This guy's personality is cool. This person seems accomplished, whatever. So I did that today. A lot of that. A lot of applying. Let me see if I can remember what I applied to. Yeah, so everything was basically... I actually just stopped the recording so I can go through my sent emails. It's all in the ballpark of, like, community worker, health promoter, neighborhood worker. <laughs> you know, the, these things where it's, like, these positions where you kind of roll up into a low-income area in the city and then kind of, you know, try and build with the kids or build with whoever's there. It's not just about the kids, it's about, you know, everybody who dwells in these environments. And so, you know, there was a lot of um, of that. What cut, I don't even want to say it, I cut it short, but because I applied to, what, 20 things. Now, from what I've learned, it's better to apply for 20 focused things that you enjoy or, you know, that you think you would enjoy, 20 focused things that resonate with you, 20 focused things that you know that whether or not you're qualified for if you are qualified you are qualified and you're above qualified you apply for it everything else that was like floating around on Indeed I wasn't really messing with it and I think Indeed is good with their little algorithm that the more you click on certain job postings the more you respond to them it seems to boost the amount of like you know like after, after basically after, after three days of going on Indeed, now it's really tailored towards community worker type shit. So it's interesting how these algorith- algorithms work. Personally, I think the algorithms are actually meant to help us in a lot of ways. Like classic example, someone posts on Instagram, nobody likes their shit or very few people like their shit. Why? Because alg- um, Instagram changed the algorithm. So now only 10% of somebody's followers see the post. You could have 200,000 followers, 10% will see, will see the whole post. So this kind of philosophy translates into every other platform in a way. So apply to 20 focused things. Tomorrow will be another, you know, 10 to 20 focused things. Um... There were last week some focused things that that were applied to, and as you know, it's not, <laughs> this isn't the most riveting content, but I'm just trying to illustrate something here. Is that part of it is the whole getting? It's, it's, they're not even knocking you down. They're not even acknowledging you in order to be like, hey, let's knock this guy down. You know, you're basically just similar to my friend here with her event, swingers event. Throw shit at the wall, hope it sticks. Now about that, actually, I'm now now that like 24 hours has kind of gone by, and I'm kind of like, I really want to do this. And often, often if you if you have an initial gung ho attitude towards something, and then as time goes on, in this case, 24 hours, and if 24 hours goes on, and you're like. I don't know, you know, you try and like come up with a million reasons. You're like, oh, you know, 
Like I can't even I can't even repeat them now because that's how foolish they were in my mind. And in the end, I'm like, look, who knows? You know, it's gonna be great. So, like I am going to I go I'm going to um. It depends if you're from Ottawa or not. There's a spot called Mercury Lounge. Google it. Google it right now. Type in Google Mercury Lounge. If you're a fan of like Deep House, they're not paying me to say this, but <laughs> if you're a fan of Deep House, down tempo, Afro beat, kind of like high life, um, that kind of a thing, funk soul, that's the venue um, for that kind of a sound. It's like, that's like the dominant venue. It's been around really good, really long time, probably longer than some of the other ones. So, why am I saying, why am I talking about this lounge? Because it's divided into three parts. All right, so there's the basement, which has a dance floor and a bar. Well, there's, there's no dance floor. It's like, a, it's like um, the bar. There's a place where I guess if somebody wanted to get bottle service, there's like a circle table that's elevated from the rest. And then there's just a bunch of like seats across them. That bottom basement is called Overkill. And that's where they play a lot of like hip hop and trap by like 2012, 2013. Then you got upstairs, which is exclusively about like the funks and the vibes and the good vibes. It's one of those like more grown up folk town. Maybe I should be going there though. <laughs> Nothing to say this. It's more like a grown up um, vibe. But, um, I remember going with a, going with a friend, and they were like, yo, is today, like, is it drag queen night? And I look over, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it is drag queen night. They have this, it's like, um, is it burlesque? I don't know what it is. It was something where there's a lot of skimpily dressed people roaming out of the, the bar that have smokes in the winter. And I'm just like, yeah, this is, this, if, if there were any bar... Or let's say any of the old establishment bars. Um, it would be Mercury Lounge that would accept this. In fact, it'd be nice to know if back when there weren't that many bars in Ottawa, or that many clubs in Ottawa, how, you know, this Mercury Lounge place played into sort of being an accepting venue. Zay Fods has that kind of history too. It's like a misfit, like you're now, you're now cast got you a certain way you know you like different music all of those things that may, might make you slip away from the norm or not be part of a normal convention that appears to be what mercury lounge is and this is just me talking about talking out of my ass i actually used to help out with uh ah uh, yeah okay i can say this i used to help out with one of the dudes who had like a weekly resident weekly residency he was also into radio and i would we, we you know we linked up um and i would just you know fill whenever whenever he needed somebody to because he lived out of town so whenever he needed somebody to fill in i'd be the call and i loved it like this is when now this was probably at like the, the almost the apex of this little petty radio thing that i was involved in was when i had like almost four shows on the go anyway the time's gonna run out I don't want to listen to this again, so, or sorry, extend the recording, so, peace.